The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Revenue Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about using MarTech tools and strategies to put more money in your business's pockets. Joining us today is Brandy Starr and Mike Geller, who are respectively the COO and President and CTO of Tegrita, which is a full-service MarTech consulting firm that enables digital marketing strategy with technology. Tegrita's remote team of experienced and innovative consultants specialize in marketing automation to support growth-minded organizations who want their growth strategies brought to life through marketing automation. So far this week, Mike Brandy and I have talked about building a revenue engine using MarTech. We've talked about how to audit your MarTech stack, how to identify where there are gaps and overlaps in that stack. And today we're going to talk about what to do when you find a gap. How do you pick the right MarTech tool for your company? All right, here's the fourth installment of Revenue Growth Week with Mike Geller and Brandy Starr from Tegrita. Mike, Brandy, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. The finish line is almost here. It's getting near. It's Thursday, and we've covered a lot of ground trying to figure out what's our MarTech stack look like? Is it working? How do we use it to grow our revenue base? And now we're going to talk about what do we do when we find a hole in the bucket, when we find a gap in the stack? What do we do when there's a missing piece in our Jenga stack of marketing technologies? How do we find the right tool? Help me, guys. Help me understand what you do and how do you decide between platforms and point solutions? Again, it comes down to what do you want to achieve? What is the job that needs to get done? And if you are gonna evaluate a platform or a solution or a plugin, whatever the case may be, you wanna take it on like a proof of concept or like a test run or a pilot or something along those lines. And that'll really give you an opportunity to test out its features and functionality to see if what was promised actually delivers. You know, vendors love to include features for everything and anything that they can so that they can score more favorably on things like our fees. But the reality is that just because there's a feature doesn't mean that it's a good feature or a very well-developed feature. It could be just a barely enough there to call it a feature to begin with and that its capability can get overstated in a sales cycle. So the only way to kind of get through the truth is to actually run it in the real world. 
And that will give you a sense of, you know, is it effective? Is it actually closing the gap? Is it doing the job that needs to get done? And also give you a sense of what will the sentiment be like? Is it going to be actually used or is it going to be quickly forgotten? Because you don't want to pay for another technology that no one remembers. So there are two things that we're talking about here. One is, all right, I've got a gap in my MarTech stack and I've identified another solution that I think can fill that gap. One, is this tool actually a usable tool? And I, I used the example the other day of Airtable and Monday.com, where my team made the transition from using Airtable to Monday because we wanted the additional feature of a task list. And to be honest, everybody loved Airtable. It was seamless. Every time we clicked on something, the desired behavior happened. It happened quickly, efficiently. We didn't have to onboard everybody. It was just intuitive. A beautiful tool. Airtable people, I love you. We went to monday.com. It's all right. It works. The, the <laughs> sort functionality, like you got to resort every time you use it and Look, I'm not trying to pee in the Cheerios of the Monday.com team, but the tool just isn't as usable as the one we were using. It just has a little extra functionality. Now, in reality, there is no way for us to take our existing workflow and just test the other platform. At least I couldn't figure out a way. So what are you supposed to do when you realize that there's additional functionality with one tool, but you can't test the usability without pulling the plug on the other one? Well. It's not always easy and it depends on the situation. Yours is sort of very specific, but what you could try to do is run a mock scenario, like come up with a fake project or a fake department and run it through, in this case, monday.com's platform. And you'll be able to tell pretty quickly if this functionality is good or not. If you're starting to feel frustrated and you're realizing that the support and training isn't there or things feel convoluted, it's not going to change. That is how the platform is. And either you have to adapt to it or just live with it. And generally speaking, if you're buying something new, you don't want to just live with it. You want to enjoy it. You want to love it. You want it to be the new Airtable, Airtable 2.0. Yeah. Or Airtable can go and add a tasks functionality. And then we got to switch everything back. And that actually brings me to another point is that there is real pain in switching costs. How do you evaluate the value of switching from a tool that you already have to one that does something, but maybe just a little bit better? To me, you have to really look at what is the long-term opportunity. So I don't believe that it's worth switching just for some incremental improvement. Any technology that you are acquiring, you should be able to grow into it. Think about buying kids' clothes. You tend to buy them a little bit too big and let them grow into it because they grow so quickly. And that is really how businesses operate now. Like companies are growing fast. Things within marketing change even faster. So you want to make sure that your strategy can evolve, your process can change, and that the new thing that you're going into will still be able to support that. So I'm always talking about not focusing on right now. Obviously, you need your right now needs met. But even thinking about what other capabilities exist within this technology, if we were to totally change how we do something tomorrow, are we going to need to change again? And if the answer is yes, or a strong maybe, 
then I would rethink that solution. You want something that feels too big in the moment so that you can grow and that you can cover gaps that you may not even recognize that you have today. All right. So I'll be patient and I'll give Monday a try and try to grow into the tool, even if it's a pain in my butt. (laughs) There is another conversation to be had here. The discussion of, do we go all in on one platform or do we try to connect a bunch of point solutions together? Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Where do you stand on deciding to build a unified platform? You know, and then we get into the Adobe's and the Oracle systems. There's all sorts of other platforms where they kind of do end-to-end MarTech stack as opposed to, hey, there's a million point solutions. There's 7,000 or so MarTech companies. Should you be weaving disparate tools together or should you try to find one unified platform? I'll say one thing that is really key is that there is no clear answer to that. It really is going to depend on the company and the way that they market because one of the platform solutions could be perfect for one company, having it all end-to-end in one solution. And for another company, working with 20 small vendors that you can integrate together may be more advantageous. So one of the things that I always say is don't focus on best-in-class Focus on best for you. Best in class just means that there's some analysts that have said that that technology is great. That doesn't mean that they're saying it's great for you. I think that's valuable. And then it gets to the question of how do you figure out what's best for you? Mike, why don't you help us understand platform versus point solution and finding the right fit for your organization? So I kind of laugh at the platform thought. You have Adobe, Oracle, Salesforce. Everyone has a cloud. And the wonderful illusion they try to create is that everything under their cloud just seamlessly is integrated and it's all just kumbaya and everything works super well. 
the reality is that these are have all been acquisitions made and very little has actually been developed in house and it takes years for those acquisitions to be evolved so that they're interconnected between each other and really kind of be that platform so i would say don't fall into the platform trap but also kind of going back to my point about doing a proof of concept Take a look at the options are there. There's, what, 8,000 technologies to choose from on the MarTech chart? There's actually 8,000 companies listed, but there's only really 7,000. There's some duplicates. We did some data analysis. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so thousands of technologies to choose from. You really are not limited. So figure out what is the objective of this tool. Do a dry run with it because switching is always going to be more painful than doing the dry run, which is not necessarily always free or painless, but it goes a long way to verifying your decision and your choice. My personal thought is mixing and matching is perfectly okay. Having a platform's core capability and then using point solutions for complementary purposes tends to work well. In general, I find organizations that focus on doing one thing really, really well do that thing really, really well. And that's sometimes exactly what you need. You don't need all the other bells and whistles because they're not relevant to your use case. I think that there's also a hybrid model here where you're looking at platforms that are meant to be connectors for point solutions. And to me, that's really where HubSpot has grown to not just be one single platform meant for everything, but it allows you to connect all of the various other technologies and there are other platforms that are similar that allow you to seamlessly connect various point solutions within their platform. I guess one of the other things to consider is the budget that you're putting into some of these decisions where platforms that have features that you might not need tend to be a little bit more expensive and point solutions tend to not necessarily collaborate with each other all that well. How do you decide on what the right budget is to invest in your MarTech stack? To borrow Brandy's phrase, it comes back to value. How much value is this technology going to provide? And I would say that this is a question that needs to be answered before the technology is purchased. And I know that doesn't always happen, but if the technology is doing something that saves time, that has a very clear ROI, then the budget doesn't really matter. You know, you need to understand what value needs to drive to understand what is an acceptable cost. If a technology is $10,000 a year, but it drives no value versus a technology that's $100,000 a year, but creates a million dollars worth of value, well, what should my budget be? I should be spending money on the technology that's going to create value in the organization. So I find in general, doing a price first analysis of technology is the surefire way of getting yourself the cheapest thing that won't necessarily work well. Testing out the technology, verifying value, seeing the ROI, believing that it can actually work for you, that's really key. The budget will sort of take care of itself, especially if you're buying the right tools. Mike hit the nail on the head. Like I read a lot of industry studies where they say CMOs are allotting this percent of their marketing budget to marketing technology. How is the budget shifting between people and technology? Like these are always hot topics. And it's interesting to read, but at the end of the day, that percentage doesn't matter. In some cases, if you've got technology that is replacing having to have more headcount, well, that has a different value than you know something that's just kind of an ancillary thing that is a nice to have. It really comes back to 
what are we able to yield from what we are spending? And I know that ROI on marketing technology is one of those things that's kind of elusive, but you should at least be able to place some level of value and impact on any technology that you have. Yeah. And, you know, part of this ends up being, I don't know whether it's intuition or you have to use your judgment when you're evaluating your technology using the tools that you think are going to provide the most value that you think are the best fit for your organization that you think you're going to be able to grow into. And sometimes it just comes down to, I really just want to use that thing. And there's a component to that of if you get leadership buy-in to using a specific tool, operators tend to buy in and the organization all sort of ends up rowing in the right direction. So this is a judgment call. There is no sort of fast, simple way to answer what should I be spending on MarTech? Should it be outweighing my ad spend or my people cost? Those numbers are going to fluctuate over time. They're going to be different for every organization. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Brandy Starr and Mike Geller, COO and President and CTO of Tegrita for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Mike, Brandy, and Tegrita's tips for growing your revenue, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss MarTech implementation, integration, and optimizations. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Mike or Brandy, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Their handle is Tegrita Group, T-E-G-R-I-T-A-G-R-O-U-P. Or you could visit their company's website, which is Tegrita.com, T-E-G-R-I-T-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.